The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Kingdom. It is a beautiful week two of the NFL preseason. I'm Joe Summers. Welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Betting Show. I appreciate you being here. Big thank you to you and to Sean Daly for producing this bad boy behind the screens. We've got a lot to get to this week. We've got our second preseason matchup. Chiefs taking on the Cardinals as heavy favorites in what some have dubbed the safest, best field that you could possibly play on in all of the NFL. And then we're going to take a look around the league, see what preseason games I'm eyeing this week, and then look at the futures awards markets. Who's your best MVP bet besides Mahomes? Who should you bet for Offensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, etc.? And then we're going to wrap up. I know a lot of us have fantasy football drafts coming up, so we're going to take a look as well at the places in your draft that you should target Kansas City Chiefs. And frankly, looking at the board, there's a lot of good value for targeting our Kansas City Chiefs. So we've got a, a lot to get to today, and hopefully I will perform a, a little bit better than I did last week. It was an abysmal 0-2 start in the preseason. We had the Chiefs in the first half. We came out flat. The defense wasn't good. The offense didn't try. Did not cover the first half. We also had the Ravens to cover the spread. They won their 24th consecutive preseason game, but unfortunately did not cover the hefty spread. So I'm in a, I'm in a hole to start the year, 0-2, but that's why you don't bet a lot of money on the preseason. So we're looking to get that back this week. I've got three preseason bets as well as some futures action. We'll look at those award markets. We'll get you set for your fantasy football leagues. So it's time to rock and roll. Again, appreciate you being here. And that you are here not only means a lot to myself, but it means a lot to the Arrowhead Addict family as well. And we would love it if you considered becoming a member of our family. Arrowhead Addict family members get special access to emojis and loyalty badges that you can use during live YouTube streams like this one. And you also get a link to a private Discord where you can hang out with all of our amazing hosts, Patrick, Sterling, Matt Connor, all, all of the above and others, and talk Chiefs football, movies, beer, music, whatever's on your mind. The, the floor is yours. Members also get invites to private events with our hosts, like virtual happy hours that we do once a month. Just had one a couple weeks ago. It was great. Hope to see you at the next one. So please do consider and check the link for about joining in our description wherever you get this podcast. It only takes a few minutes, and then you're a part of the family. And while I'd love for you to become a part of our family, you don't have to be a part of the family to want to cheer on the Chiefs this week against the Cardinals. Last week, 
did, didn't go so hot. And I'd be remiss to not mention the horrific bad beat for betters. And it's kind of a great lesson for making sure that you get the best line possible. So when I recorded last week, the Chiefs were three-point underdogs. We lost by two. When the game started, the Chiefs had fallen to one-and-a-half-point underdogs. So at the start of the game, if you threw a Chiefs bet in right before things didn't go too hot for you. We were up. All we had to do was run out the clock. And then we make an ill-advised screen pass, frankly, for no reason. That gets intercepted. Saints kick a field goal. We lose by two. Thankfully, I bet the Chiefs in the first half, and we never even came close. I didn't have any heartbreak. But if I had taken the Chiefs plus two, and I would have been counting my money, ready to go spend it, just for that fourth down screen pass to be intercepted. And frankly, the funniest possible way that you could lose a preseason game. So I'm pouring some out for all of those Chiefs plus two betters. I'm sorry that that happened. But we're going to get that money back this year and over these next few weeks of the preseason. Uh, because after, after suffering that, that's probably the worst beat of any Chiefs bet that you'll have all season, at least fingers crossed. Turning, turning to this week, you've got to make up from that 0-1 start on the Chiefs. We are heavy favorites against the Cardinals. We're playing in Arizona, the same location as the Super Bowl. You may remember how essentially everyone trashed the field, talked about how unsafe it was. We saw players falling all over the place. We saw injuries, people changing cleats, all kinds of things. So we are entering a little bit of a chaotic war zone this Saturday against the Cardinals. Nonetheless, we're seven and a half point favorites in the preseason. The total, depending on what book you're looking at, is either set at 41 or 40, somewhere in that range. They're expecting a decently high scoring game. It's the second highest total on the board preseason. You usually see somewhere in the 30s. And the Chiefs' seven and a half point favorites are the biggest favorites on the board. Now, while the Chiefs fell short last week, 24 to 26, the Cardinals actually beat the Denver Broncos. They harassed Russell Wilson into just scoring once over four drives. They eked out with a 1.18-17 victory. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm a bit weary of backing the Chiefs as seven-and-a-half-point favorites. It means in a preseason game where Patrick Mahomes is likely to play at max two series, maybe – three if we have a three and out it's difficult for me to trust a seven and a half point spread in this scenario especially after how flat that we looked coming out last week the defense was playing soft coverage the bend but don't break except if we break who really cares it's the preseason the offense was just a Clyde Edwards Hilaire showcase we I think we gave it to him for the first five plays the only only one not to him being a Mahomes first down scramble or scramble for a first down, rather. So I don't expect anything besides a vanilla game plan for the Chiefs. I, I think that we'll try a little bit harder, but even still, it's really difficult to trust a team that just needs to make it out here unscathed. And especially when you factor in the field, how dangerous it's been, how everyone hates playing in Arizona, I don't think that we're going to be trying all that hard. So a seven and a half point spread for me is a little bit scary. But not only that, Historically, under Andy Reid in the preseason, the Chiefs don't win by two touchdowns. Uh, I looked back, and since 2018, we would have covered this seven-and-a-half-point spread just twice in our last 15 preseason games. We wouldn't have covered it in our last seven. We would have covered it once in our last 11. 
So especially since Patrick Mahomes has become more solidified as the best quarterback in the league, we do not particularly try hard in these moments. And if we win, it's typically between three to six, three to 10 points rather. So it's right in that range. And, and that's what gives me pause on betting us minus seven and a half. So instead, what I look to is going to be, it's called a winning margin bet. You can find this at FanDuel. So you can say the Chiefs or Cardinals will win by X number of points. The best value on the board to me is the Chiefs to win by 1 to 13 points at plus 140 odds. So only in extremely rare circumstances do the Chiefs win a game by more than two touchdowns. Despite that, our money line odds, what Vegas thinks that will whether or not we'll win, is set at minus 325. So they think it's an, oh, better than three to one odds that we're going to win the game. That allows us to meet in the middle with a winning margin bet and say, okay, I think the Chiefs are going to win. The spread scares me a little bit. So I'll get plus 140 odds. That's a $14 profit off a $10 bet for the Chiefs to win between one and 13 points. I do think our offense is going to get off to a better start. The defense, especially missing Chris Jones, I'm a little bit weary of. But the Cardinals, uh, it's basically a YMCA team at this point. You've got Colt McCoy, a couple rookies out there throwing the ball to a bunch of rookies or players like Rondale Moore, who's five foot seven. Uh, a lot of little gadget guys, not a lot of big offensive skill position players uh, that are talented and, and enough to make a huge impact at the least. So I do think the Chiefs will win this game, particularly given how embarrassing last week's loss is. And I think that the real value lies in betting us to win between one and 13 points at plus 140 odds over at FanDuel. We'll be careful. All we want to do is make it out of here unscathed. If there's no injuries, we came out ahead. And I, I do have to caution you, don't, don't spend your rent or your mortgage on a preseason bet because you never know what's going to happen, particularly with the waning motivations. One final note on, on this game that I do want to discuss is the total. So we have the second highest total on the board. Arizona's offense is not good. They, their defense looked okay last week, but Russell Wilson was terrible and the Broncos missed three field goals. So the total could have been higher. The Chiefs, we know that they lost 24 to 26. But totals this high typically go under in the preseason. For the Chiefs, the total set at 40 or 41. We would have gone under that in five of our last preseason games. I was really impressed by our second and third team defense. They frankly performed significantly better than our first team defense. They were getting pressure on the quarterback. They covered well. We had the nice interception. So I, I'm staying away from the total, but if you were going to bet the total, I do think that the under would be the play. Uh, consider that, honestly, the, the play might be to do a live under, because if you consider that the, the Chiefs offense is likely to perform better than it did last week, first team defense will probably still be playing vanilla. And then our second and third team defenses, those guys trying to make the roster, they performed really well against the Saints. And so if the Chiefs go out, score a touchdown, if the Cardinals go out, score a touchdown, a live under could be worth a look. Well, that being said, my favorite play of this week's game is going to be at FanDuel, the Chiefs to win between 1 and 13 points, plus 140 odds. Considering that we're expected to win at over 3 to 1 odds, this is, this is the spot to, to make your bet and hopefully make up for last week's first half loss. And 
it kind of also brings into value the importance of line shopping. If you, if you were unfortunately on the bad receiving end of that plus two a collapse from us last week, maybe you're looking at FanDuel for the plus 140 odds this week. But no matter where you were looking to bet, Arrowhead Addict has the best promotions and the best offers available for you to be able to make the most money in this preseason to set up your bankroll for success in the regular season. If you're looking to place some bets for the season, we've got the perfect one-stop shop for all of your sports betting needs. Just go to arrowheadaddict.com slash bets for a variety of sportsbook promos that you can use to maximize your winnings. Each time you sign up for one of our promotions, you're directly supporting the podcast, all of our hosts, all of the work that we're trying to bring to you guys throughout the year. These promotions are constantly changing as well. So if you aren't sold on one that's on the site right now, just check back in a week and see if things have changed, especially with the start of the NFL year. All the sports books are coming out with their best promotions, so it's easy to find great value there. Just head to arrowheadaddict.com bets by scanning the QR code on the screen, clicking the link in the description, or just by typing in it. It's arrowheadaddict.com forward slash bets. And you can check the episode description for more information. And real, and, and, and real quick, I just got to say the Royals kick off here in about an hour. For any of us uh, that are currently uh, looking to make some money on the Royals, Bobby Witt Jr. is on a heater. Bobby Witt Jr., you can get him at plus 100. I'll be quick. Plus 100 to get over one and a half total bases. He's hit that in eight of his last nine games, 11 of his last 15. Poor pitching matchup for, for the Cubs today. Their bullpen's not pitching very well. The starter isn't very good. So I like Bobby Witt Jr. to get over one and a half total bases plus 100. For all those Royals betters looking to uh, get a little bet in within the next hour to carry us through the work afternoon. But this isn't baseball. I just had to throw that in there. There are a couple of other preseason bets that I am making this week. You know, it's a it's the summer. It's hot outside. A little summer sweats in the preseason. So we've got the Chiefs that we're taking to win by one to thirteen, and then there's two others that I'm targeting as well. First is one that burned me last week: the Baltimore Ravens. We took the Ravens minus four and a half against the Eagles last week. They won by one point, which good for them because that meant that they won 24 consecutive preseason games, which is an incredible mark, but they didn't cover the spread. Over that 24-game win streak, though, they've covered the spread 20 times. So more often than not, we're going to be on the correct end of that bet. It just wasn't last week. This week, the market has adjusted a little bit. We've got the Ravens minus two and a half against the Commanders. I'm unimpressed with the Commanders' offense overall. I think Baltimore is going to come out to show a little bit more of offensive coordinator Todd Monken's uh, new offensive system. And I think that they're going to be in line to cover the two and a half point spread against Washington. For those that are really trying to get a little risky, uh, the Ravens and Chiefs, you can money line parlay the two of them at plus 134 odds. So when almost 1350 on a $10 bet for a Chiefs and Ravens parlay would be the 25th consecutive preseason win for the Ravens and the Chiefs, as I mentioned, are gigantic favorites over Arizona. So that that's something I'm interested in. We've got the Ravens minus two and a half, the best preseason team that we've ever seen under John Harbaugh, frankly. But then second, the team I was most impressed by, believe it or not, in week one of the preseason was the Green Bay Packers under Jordan Love. New quarterback Jordan Love and Sean Clifford were 
really good against the Bengals. They won 36 to 19. The two of them combined to go 27 of 36. And they're two and a half point favorites at home against a Patriots team that just lost 20 to nine against the Texans. I think that particularly given Jordan Love's, let's call it a unique NFL career to this point that Matt LaFleur and the Packers staff wants to get him comfortable and get him rolling. And that gives the Packers a bit of value against a team that frankly doesn't care quite as much. The Packers need those good vibes heading into the season. So I think they're going to keep their foot on the gas just like they did last week and that we could see them easily cover this two and a half point spread against the Patriots. New England's offense has been a, has been a disaster. Only scoring nine points against the Texans is far from impressive. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. I mean, they'd be a good backup somewhere. Jordan Love might be a backup too, but at least Matt LaFleur is trying to let him sling it. So I'll take the Packers minus two and a half at home this week as well. So we've got we've got the Ravens minus two and a half, and we've got the Packers minus two and a half on top of our Chiefs bet. After going 0-2 last week, I I need to be able to go and and, and show that I deserve respect from my family. So fingers crossed that we have a, a sweep of a week this week, get back into the winning graces, and then we can get back to focusing on the regular season bets and where all of our money is really gonna come in. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And if you haven't been caught up on our futures bets, we, we've got quite a few out there and we've been seeing value on, on all of them. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be brief, but we, we already know that we're betting Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP. I gave you that right after Joe Burrow's injury. His odds have fallen from plus 700 to plus 600. So we're good there. We know we want to back the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Their win total has been a slam dunk bet every season. I'm looking at him to go undefeated in the AFC West to win at least five divisional games. Like we're loaded up on Chiefs bets, and there are so many different ways that you can back Kansas City using all of those promotions that are on our Aerohadatic landing page. So mix and match, look at the landing page, utilize the offers to your advantage. We're still seeing positive signs on Sky Moore's receiving yards prop. It's still set at 600 and a half, and I like that over. He seems locked in to be a starter. Travis Kelsey, we already know. Isaiah Pacheco is still looking like he's going to have a huge season. And frankly, the usage of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire last week, how we were showcasing him, just getting him the ball every single play with the first-team offense, if anything, shows a greater confidence in Pacheco because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the only reason that we're using him that much in the preseason is to try to trade him or to get another team interested, keep him fresh. If that's the case, we don't intend to use him that much in the regular season. So I still love Isaiah Pacheco. And then we've got a few other players that we've been targeting as well, like a, a Dak Prescott. I'll get into more in a minute when we look at the awards races. Amon Ross St. Brown, Chris Lave, Devonta Smith. Young receivers that we think are going to be taking a big step forward are ones that you want to target. And I see my, my guy Sports Energy in here asking me to rate his team. I would love to rate your team. Pop it on over, and I'll let you know what I think. Because it's fantasy football season, and we're going to be getting there here soon. I've got three drafts over the next five days. I'm fired up. I'm going to be targeting the Chiefs. But before I get into the 
fantasy aspect, the you know when to take Chiefs players. I do want to take a look around the awards market and see what players have the best values for MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, all of those, where your bets should go right now before we start the season. And if you're looking to place some of those bets, you know you've got some extra money laying around, especially after we come up with a clean sweep on the board this week. So why not use that to rep the Arrowhead Addict family and the Arrowhead Addict podcast and all our shows? Because let me tell you, we've got the best swag around. The Arrowhead Addict merch store is live and you can visit right now by clicking the link in the description below. We've got everything from shirts, hoodies, beach towels, hats, a sweet pint glass that you can drink your game day grog, whatever you prefer. The options are limitless. There's even sandals, bags, all kinds of cool stuff with that sweet, gorgeous, crisp Arrowhead Addict logo that you all know and love. But it's not all. Right now, we've got a promo code going for this week's listeners. You use the code AA15OFF. That's AA, the number 15, OFF to get 15% off of your order. But make sure to use it fast because that code expires this Sunday. So rep the podcast, save a bit of money while you're at it, and then let's go win some bets with our sweet new air head addict swag. So we appreciate that very much if you considered uh, becoming a part of the family and hopping in and getting some swag. But the, the way that we're really going to deliver the value, I think, is making these some of these long-term futures bets. So we the awards market right now, it's a very volatile market. Things change like crazy week by week. But that gives us some value early in the season. Uh, I want to first take a look at the MVP award. I, I've talked to, over the last couple of shows about how I love Patrick Mahomes' value to win MVP. Kind of like Shohei Otani, everyone entered the MLB season knowing that Otani was the best player in the world. And this feels like the time that, or the year rather, that people are thinking the same thing about Mahomes. Everyone finally unanimously recognizes that he's the best player. And barring injury, I think the plus 700 or plus 600 as it stands now is going to be the lowest that you see him. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other players with some value as well. Jalen Hurts was upwards of 50 to 1 when the season started last year. And there's a couple players with big odds that I think are worth considering as well. The first is Trevor Lawrence. He's sitting at plus 1,800 at Caesar Sportsbook. I've talked about how much I love the Jags offense this season, adding Calvin Ridley, another year under Doug Peterson, away from the stench of Urban Meyer, his more familiarity with Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Travis Etienne, and the worst division in the AFC. They're going to be terrible. The division, rather, is going to be terrible. So Jacksonville is going to pile up wins. And a really easy way to pick MVP winners is to look at the top two seeds in the conference and ensure that the quarterback played pretty well. If you have one of the top two teams and your quarterback plays well, you're going to be in the MVP discussion. I like Lawrence as a plus 1,800 value here. And then on the NFC side, I like Dak. Dak Prescott, I know he threw a bunch of interceptions last year, but he's sitting at plus 2,500 at Caesars with an excellent offensive supporting cast, should be healthy entering the year, and he's only a couple years removed from a 37-touchdown, 4,500-yard season. The NFC is weak, and if the Cowboys can take a step forward, finish with the top two seed, win 12 or 13 games, Dak's going to be in the mix. The defense is good, but they're going to look at America's team, 
and they're going to be willing to back Dak, uh, especially in a, in a season where we don't really know who that elite NFC quarterback is besides Jalen Hurts. You can see the narrative shaping itself now and say, oh, Dak led America's team, the number one seed in the NFC. But despite all those factors, Dak is only sitting at plus 2,500 over at Caesars. He's sitting around the likes of a, of a Justin Fields. Russell Wilson isn't too far behind. And that in my opinion, is, is ridiculous. Dak could very easily have a season that warrants MVP consideration. And so adding a player like that at plus 2,500 odds to a portfolio that already includes a Mahomes, in my opinion, is a good value bet. So I'm targeting Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Dak, and of course, Patrick Mahomes in the MVP race. Offensive player of the year, I, I won't lie to you. I have a little bit of trouble evaluating the market. Each of the last three seasons, a wide receiver has won it, though before that it was essentially a MVP runner-up award with some running backs thrown in. Whatever quarterback finished second in the MVP race often won offensive player of the year. But we've, it's kind of gone in ebbs and flows, and we haven't seen that so much the last few years. That being said, this could be the season that it switches up a little bit. Justin Jefferson would have to have a monster season once again to repeat. We haven't had a repeat Offensive Player of the Year award winner since Marshall Falk in 2000. So Jefferson, I, I love the player. I'm a little bit weary of him. Jamar Chase, I really like T. Higgins' game, and I think he's going to siphon away some of those touches and make it difficult. So who are players that could be wholly responsible for their offenses? There's three. One, Justin Fields. He is not a guy, he's a guy that's getting a lot of MVP love, but he's not a guy that I like in the MVP market because I don't think the Bears are going to be very good. But that being said, he's sitting at plus 2,800 at FanDuel to win Offensive Player of the Year. If he rushes for 1,100, 1,200 yards, the addition of DJ Moore helps him throw for 3,000 to 3,500 yards, something like that. The Bears finish upwards of, you know, nine and eight or 10 and seven, it'll be hard to ignore Justin Fields in this market. So he's a guy that would be his, the single reason the offense is good. I could see him winning the award at plus 2,800. Lamar Jackson plus 2,500, pretty much the exact same case. New offensive coordinator, better offensive weapons. Everyone, I mean, we haven't seen him play that much in the last couple seasons. So he is not on voters' minds. If he comes out, has a spectacular year, Plus 2,500 will look like a steal. And then the last one, it's a little bit of a longer shot, but it's my favorite pick for rookie of the year. Bijan Robinson over in Atlanta. He had nearly 2,000 scrimmage yards last season at Texas. He will be the guy in this offense over in Atlanta, particularly with Desmond Ritter being a young quarterback. They're going to use him in the passing game. He's going to run all over the place behind a great offensive line and Arthur Smith's innovative schemes. So Bijan Robinson plus 4,000. It's a 40 to one ticket for a guy that I think might be the best running back in the league the second he steps on the field. So when you're considering offensive player of the years, look at players that could be solely responsible for their offensive success and, and then go from there. Those are the three players that I'm interested in. Justin Fields, Lamar, and Bijan Robinson. Defensive player of the year. I think this is Micah Parsons award to lose. He's the favorite sitting at plus 550. He typically defends the player of the year other than the Aaron Donald seasons. It seems like it's like a coordination or recognition of this guy might be the best defensive player in the league now. Nick Bosa has been excellent. Miles Garrett's been up in the rankings for years. This feels like Micah Parsons' turn. He's only entering his third season 
put up 13 and a half sacks last year, can drop into coverage, both forced and recovered three fumbles each last year. The guy is a beast. And if the Cowboys are going to have the successful season that I think that they're going to, it could be because Dak balls out. Could also be because Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, and the defense balls out. Both can be true. But in my opinion, Micah Parsons is the defensive player of the year bet to make. So we've got defensive player of the year. We've got offensive player of the year. And my offensive rookie of the year, you already know who it is. It's Bijan. Look, with all due respect to the talented quarterbacks that entered the league, it is far more likely that we see those quarterbacks struggle than it is that we see Bijan struggle. We all remember Arthur Smith's offenses when he was with Tennessee and how Derek, Derek Henry rather was a one-man wrecking crew, destroying everyone with great blocking and utilizing his skill set. That's the guy, Arthur Smith, that designed that offense. That's who's running Atlanta's offense. He is going to know how to use Bijan Robinson. The offensive line is a top 10 unit from pro football focus. We've still got his innovative schemes, and we've got a really weak NFC South that Bijan's going to be able to dominate. I expect him to put somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,400 rushing yards, another seven, 800 yards receiving. I expect him to be one of the best players in football from day one. So I'm looking at Bijan. He's the favorite, plus 300, but even that is still a nice bet, in my opinion. And 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 Zach, I, I, I would love to bet Kelsey at Offensive Player of the Year, but I do fear a little bit that the Patrick Mahomes MVP love is going to overshadow a potential career year from Kelsey. Defensive Rookie of the Year, I'm looking at Will Anderson for the Texans at plus 500. He's in a horrible division, and unlike some of his other Defensive Rookie of the Year candidates, he's not going to be overshadowed by extremely talented players on the defense or by facing good offenses. So I really like targeting Will Anderson because he's going to get to play bad offensive lines over in Houston, though I won't blame you for looking around at some other Defensive Rookie of the Year values. Uh, We just saw Sauce Gardner win last year at plus 16 to one so that one was a little bit harder to to have a keen eye on and then finally before fantasy football coach of the year every year the person that wins coach of the year is not the best coach in the league it is the person that took a bad team and made them better than you thought they were that's why andy Reid has the single or second worst odds to win coach of the year because nobody actually uh, gives the award to the best possible coach so pick a team that you think is going to exceed expectations like a falcons with an arthur smith He's sitting at plus 1,400. I'm also looking at Doug Peterson of the Jaguars at plus 2,000. The Jags go out and win 13 games. It'll be hard to deny his case. So target teams that you think will take a leap forward uh, that are t- that have been pretty bad, and that's how you're going to find value in Coach of the Year. So we got Arthur Smith and Doug Peterson there. I know we've all got fantasy football leagues coming up, and I'm still down to rate your team. Send it on over. I've got to start preparing for for my leagues as well. Uh, There's a few guys that you know that you're going to be taking, like a Travis Kelsey, a first-round value, a top-five guy. I would consider taking him at the 101 other than Justin Jefferson. I think he would be the guy. You know you're taking Kelsey. I would stay away from Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a second round average draft position right now, well ahead of any other quarterback. He's sitting in the range of guys like a Tony Pollard or, you know, a a Jalen Waddle players that have really good positional value. And I think there's just too many good quarterbacks that you can get later down the board. I'd rather have a Daniel Jones in the 
ninth round than a Mahomes in the second round. So if Mahomes falls, take him. But otherwise, I'm staying away. But that Mahomes is going in the second round as the number one quarterback means that, well, the industry expects his receivers to some capacity to have some value. We know Kelsey's going at the top, but Sky Moore, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, those are two guys that I would target later down the board. They're both going after round 10. In Marquez's case, he's going around round 15, which in my opinion is way too low. The only way that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in fantasy is if his receivers perform well uh, in addition to his in addition to his points. At running back, Isaiah Pacheco, he's going in the seventh round. He's a guy I would consider as high as the fourth. And Jarek McKinnon is going at the end of the 10th round, despite scoring eight touchdowns in his last six games last season. He's still locked into his role. And it's essentially flipped. It's fantasy football world is saying Mahomes is going to have this best season ever, but none of his supporting cast besides Kelsey is going to contribute any value. That's not how it works. So I would target Sky Moore, Pacheco, McKinnon, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, where they're currently going, because that's the only way that Patrick Mahomes is going to be worth that early second-round pick. Kelsey, I would consider taking it at the very top. Rookies like Rasheed Rice or Noah Gray, they might be worth a spot start here and there, but I'm not overly optimistic, so I would focus on those guys at the top of the depth chart. And I wish you luck. Fantasy football is a, is a glorious, wonderful time, and hopefully we can all win us some trophies this season. And, yeah, send stuff over. I'd be more than happy to take a look at any time. But we know what we're doing this week. We've got the Chiefs locked in to win by 1 to 13 points over the Cardinals, plus 140 odds. We're back in the Ravens. We're back in the Packers. We've got a really tidy, nice futures portfolio that perfectly coincides with the fantasy football players on the Chiefs that I'm targeting. And now with some awards futures bets locked in as well, I think we're ready to rock and roll. We are so close, just 20 days away from the start of the regular season when we can really jump in and start making some money. Just a couple more preseason games to go. Fingers crossed that we make it through safely, and then we'll be ready to, to really ramp things up here in a couple of weeks. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to Sean Daly for producing this bad boy. Uh, any fantasy football questions or teams or bets that you want to send my way, feel free. Next week, we'll have one more preseason game left, and then we'll be finalizing that futures portfolio, looking ahead to week one, and hopefully it'll be all the start to a very, very profitable chief season for you and for I. So thanks again for tuning in. We will see you next week and let's get on the board this week. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.